You know, Bobby, I enjoy gambling with the best guy. This weekend, we got Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. Well, uh, Frank, it's no secret Mrs. Fish's name is Aaron, so I'm, I got to go with Aaron Rodgers, and and that is sound uh, wagering logic right there. <laughs> okay, fair enough. D. Scott, <laughs> who you got, uh, Mac Jones or the great Lamar Jackson? Uh, I'm going to go with the the great, in air quotes, Lamar Jackson, I think. Fan of the Jackson 5, maybe? You're what? Yes, I, I, was a, I was a huge fan of the Jackson 5. I liked Michael Jackson, his music. So that's my, that's my wagering uh, logic right there. There you go. That's sound logic if, uh, if I've ever heard it. Uh, this week really is a show of young guns and the old guard. And nothing makes these matchups more exciting than having skin in the game. I bookie. Yeah, I mean, my bookie has super contests, survivor pools, and a double deposit bonus that gives you everything you need to secure the bag, which means win the money for those of you that aren't really up on what the kids are saying these days. Win the money. So head over to mybookie.com. Getting started is really easy. Sign up today. Use the promo code UNDISPUTED, and hey <laughs> you'll be you'll double your first deposit instantly. That's promo code UNDISPUTED. Double your deposit up to $1,000 with mybookie.com. You know, it's not your grandfather's bookie. That's good because then you don't have to worry about anyone coming in, like, breaking your legs. Uh, this is my bookie. You put your money where your mouth is, and you get rewarded for it, too. One more time, sign up with my bookie today and use the promo code UNDISPUTED, and you can double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks instantly. <laughs> Begin your winning season today exclusively at my bookie. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Undisputed Podcast with Bobby Finley. Oh, why are you talking like that? My announcer voice. Yeah, that's a little too much, I think. Moving on. Welcome to the Undisputed Podcast. Rocky. I'm not talking Balboa. I'm talking Rocky Mother Effin Romero. So you're saying Rocky's here today to join us on the Undisputed Podcast? He is. He is. Uh, last, last minute substitution because Rock is clutch like that. Um, you know? Uh, Rocky saved the day here on the Undisputed podcast, which I guess means that um, my long-running joke that has existed since I've known Rocky, um, where I call him Cocky or Cock, Cocky Camaro. (laughs) (laughs) All true. Just because I got a dirty mouth. (laughs) Yeah, what about that time... We were doing that promo in New Japan. No. And uh, <laughs> I was like, give me a mic. Give me a mic. Red Dragon had just beat somebody or I don't know, something happened. No, you guys laid us out. Oh, we laid you out? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, we I laid Red Dragon out. The was box. it me and Trent? Me and Trent or something? Yeah. Yeah, you and Trent came out, laid jumped us, out. and we were we were, uh, laying we were down selling. selling. Yeah. Selling. And I and and I couldn't get a mic. So I was like, 
give me a mic, right? Give me a mic. And then what did I say? Bobby knows it perfectly. <laughs> I feel like you uh, can tell the story better. You know, yeah, you said, it. give me a mic, give me a, where, where's the mic? Where's the mic? And um, I said it on, not even under my breath, but I said it loud enough for only us in the ring to hear it. Yeah. Um, I said, why don't you just talk into my dick? What? <laughs> <laughs> wherever and, the mics were, picked it up perfectly. Right. There was a boom mic. Little did yeah. we know there was a boom mic. Like, I, it sounded as if I said that over commentary. So that boom mic might have been, like, up my hot. ass. Something. It was hot. Yeah. It was hot. <laughs> it was a hot mic. And, um... I think we got back to the locker room and maybe somebody on social media mentioned it or something, but whatever it was, <laughs> when we heard it, um, it was clear as day on the broadcast. It somebody, was as if, yeah. like, um, who was it? Kevin Kelly. It was as if Kevin <laughs> Somebody had the clip on Twitter, and then I think we watched it probably like 50 times over the rest of that tour. Yeah. It was. We just kept playing it back. <laughs> it was yeah. so funny. The timing was perfect. <laughs> Why don't you just talk into my dick? Here I that. am. And here I am on the Undisputed Podcast, <laughs> talking into your dick. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, uh enjoyable times enjoyable <laughs> times. those were good times man great times. those uh new japan tours god they they were easily some of the fondest memories i have in this stupid industry we had a good crew we had one of the best crews of all time i feel like yeah we're, we're all young and loving the business and it was a lot of fun and well young relatively speaking Rob. I mean, <laughs> you're all, you've always been the odd I've man always when it comes to that <laughs> father uh, time, father time i did the job for father time a long time <laughs> <laughs> and i continue to do it <laughs> he's been good to you though he's been good he to you he, you've, you've had a lengthy career, yeah. But Dude, you, been, you started late, later than most, right? Is that yeah? Like yeah, right? yeah. I was like so mid like twenty twenty five when I had my first match. Right, right. But he has been kind to me. I mean, anybody who has seen my wife realizes like that I did way better than I was supposed to. Congratulations, by the, the way. The father time. <laughs> He's been good. He's been good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, <laughs> you were saying, um, I, and I don't know, maybe this is someplace we go. Um, those tours of Japan, as awesome as it is, and the fact that you're getting to see this, um, you know, exotic country on somebody else's dime and you're actually coming home with some money. Um, you and I have both had a, a lot of time spent over there, and I don't know if you would agree with this. I I suspect you would, but who you're on the tours with either makes or breaks your experience. 1000%. Yeah. yeah. That's a huge, huge part of it that, um, you know, obviously like the wrestling is, is cool. It can be cool. It can be fun. Sometimes it can be a complete drag. If you're working with people who like you, you just not, are not enjoying working with, you know, uh, you know, cause sometimes you might do that match every day for, you know, 10 days straight. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, getting actually through it and being so far away from home and uh, you know, it's all that in between time and who you're, who you're there with is so important. So important. Mm -hmm. 
I can remember the first, uh, this is the first time Rocky and I met was uh, Pro Wrestling Noah. It was before New Japan. Pro Wrestling Noah was the first kind of break I got, you know. Um, but I had come up, Tony DeVito trained me. So he was doing Ring of Honor stuff. Rocky was working for Ring of Honor at the time. And I remember kind of knowing Rocky from a distance. I'm sure we had said hello, uh, but we'd never really had a conversation. And I do remember thinking, um, man, this guy is a total badass. And like, he doesn't seem friendly. <laughs> You and Ricky, uh, you were the uh, habanero pit bulls. Right, correct. <laughs> <laughs> Named after the hot sauce, who was a great sponsor of ours, you know. Habanero pit bulls. Uh, but you guys were, you were linked to homicide, right? Right, right. Okay. So homicide. Uh, homicide and key and low key at that, at that right, point. Right, low key. Yeah, so four guys that I thought you know, wouldn't, wouldn't piss on you if you were on fire, you know? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and I'm, uh, I'm on tour for the first time with you and, uh, Rocky's got, you know, a, a martial arts shoot fighting background and, uh, we're quite ripped at the time. And we, we go over, um, and I know you got a program going on with Kenta, right? Uh, or, or did yeah, you, maybe Kanemaru. Oh, maybe yeah. Maybe, maybe Kanemaru. It was either Kanemaru or um, Cortaro when he was doing the Mushkin. Yes, it was something like that because you worked uh, Budokan, and it was a pretty lengthy match. Right. Um, oh, so then it was Kotaro. Yeah, when he was doing the Mushkin Terry. Okay, that's what it was. yeah. But um, I don't know, man. I just I was concerned <laughs> and uh, uh you know much to uh much to my surprise you you turned out to be the pleasant rocky M romero that i know and love today yeah yeah, yeah. i uh i feel like we ran into each other a couple of times like around like some of those northeast ring of honor shows i think so yeah think, you know like just kind of like hey hey you know but yeah, yeah. not really i remember you with the long you know you had long hair back then yeah, I remember you, <laughs> you were admiring me from afar. From afar. Of course, of course. Weird. Like, Who's this handsome devil? Yeah, yeah. Look I at remember. the way he throws those kicks. Look at the way he moves those hips. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> and I knew that you were a big fan of my hair. For sure. Lots of people were. <laughs> no, yeah, but uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, that first tour, and we had a good tour. I think what McGinnis was on that tour, probably. No, I, I saw. So, Bison. Oh, Bison was definitely on that You, I don't think, I think Scorp was gone by then. No, I, yeah, I never really hung out with, I just <laughs> recently met Scorp, so I never really hung out with him. Really? Yeah. Did um, you see his dog? No, unfortunately not, no. It, uh, <laughs> yeah, it is stuff made of, uh, made of legends, for sure. It's disturbing. Yeah. Like yeah. Virgil? Um, I don't know. Is Virgil... That's what the rumor is. Well Virgil have <laughs> quite the hammer. Virgil is um. We all need a little Virgil in our lives, apparently. Okay, okay. I well, was told at one time uh, when the early two thousands, when they were talking about famous New Japan pro wrestling 
gaijin wrestler penises it was yep. like scorp yeah and then I don't, or was it no it was like scorp shelton benjamin is legendary yeah and tjp of all shelton people too. really yeah so huh was told. yeah Told us and i guess he was a he was checking you know he was doing the research you know yeah whoa hmm. that one that uh i did not know but scorp um you know firsthand i i i can remember it was the ted petty invitational and uh scorp was sitting on a chair across from Ian rotten ted petty Does that, yeah is that yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. And Scorp had um, his underwear was definitely, you know, had some mileage on it. So they, they, <laughs> they were quitting. <laughs> the, the elastic had quit. You know, the, the elastic had. They said, fuck had, this. I'm over yeah. this. <laughs> the I work hard no to longer, keep this thing in here. <laughs> no, oh, God. No getting a paycheck. And, uh, I swear to God, it, like, it, it, uh, you know, this is going to sound like I really studied it, but like, I, I promise you, I, I wasn't. It's just, it was, it was <laughs> undeniable. Um, <laughs> it, yeah. And then across the, like, flat part of the chair and then hung over the edge. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you know, it, it was, uh, it was disturbing. Uh so many ways um but it did make sense to me um because i would hear it sounded in his hotel room because because he was on my first couple tours of noah because he was the the top guy gym before uh bison stepped into his place <clears throat> so my first like two tours um and you would hear it sounded like he was killing cats in <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible it was horrible yeah big dude too he's like like of stature literally like, yeah yeah <laughs> not just you know being well endowed but he's a he's a huge dude who uh huge. When, I, when i met him in person i was like holy i mean i always thought you know he, you were pretty pretty big dude but seeing him in person and knowing that he was able to do all that stuff that he used right. to do and all the high flying craziness that he did and do it so well, you know, yeah. being, I, th I think because of the seven, size, you assumed he was smaller, but he right. is, I'm not saying he's as big as this guy, but this is another one who like the first time I met him was like, what? Uh, Billy Gunn. Oh, dude, Billy, everybody Matt. says that. <laughs> He's huge. Matt. is huge. Yeah. But yeah. you just assume, I guess, again, maybe because cause Billy's another one that's, he's just way more athletic than he's supposed to be. Right, right. You shake his hand, too, and he's got these huge fucking bear claws, you know? They're yeah. Like massive. Yeah. Man. Beautiful eyes. Oh, oh, yeah. I'd love to stare right into them. <laughs> just get lost. Today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get lost easy. I got that's my wife. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, so, um, yeah, that was uh, that was where we met, Rock. Great Land times. of the Rising Sun. Yeah, and then we continued on. You know, later, obviously, 
you know, when you linked up with Kyle and ROH, right? You guys had your run, and then uh, yeah, we worked a little bit over there with Kozlov. Remember when yeah. Kozlov? Remember? I do remember that. Alex Kozlov and I, Forever Hooligans, came over to Ring of Honor. We worked there for a bit. <laughs> I want some good laughs. I want to say we dropped. I think we dropped the Ring of Honor yeah. strap to you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to yeah, say like was Providence or something or some something like that. There. What? Yeah. Show something. Something went on that was weird. I don't remember what right. it was. Right. Yeah, there was something. What? Yeah, you're right. Something went on where like they, yeah. they decided to do. Uh, Hunter decided to do like something where like I think we just dropped the belts, kind of like out of nowhere today and kind of like yeah. something. Yeah. And, and we're like, okay. Cause we showed up not expecting that. And I'm sure you guys showed up. You guys are the champions not expecting. So I don't know. But to the guys who just came in on, you know, we only had one show with them. <laughs> I really don't remember. Um, <laughs> this doesn't bode well for, um, you know, CTE. <laughs> well, good. I just explained my wife what CTE was. She was yeah. like, oh, you definitely are showing signs of that. I'm like, oh, oh. my gosh. She's like, what do we do to fix that? I'm like, I don't know. We got it. So I think we're going to get like a, a hyperbaric chamber of some sort. Right? Oh, yeah? Yeah. At some point. Ooh. That's like the big goal. Yeah. Oh. I might have to look into that, too. Because my <laughs> wife has been adamant about like doing like a like getting somebody to do like a sleep study and other because she tells me of all the weird shit that I do and I think I'm unconscious for most of this stuff so you know for me <laughs> Wait, you know but scary, yeah. she has to deal with you Worry know she's you. the one that has to like you know dodge punches in our sleep <laughs> <laughs> my wife's got good head movement good good, good head important. movement that's important. you know yeah yeah slip slip roll ah <laughs> <sighs> Well, uh, Rock, now that we're um, 25 minutes into this thing, I think it's time for me to introduce you to uh, Frank and Dennis. Oh, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I was wondering who these dudes were. There's <laughs> some guys who found the street. <laughs> what an introduction, 25-minute introduction. Yeah, yeah. We're not on that... Scorpio's level either. No. <laughs> Hell no. No, oh, in fact, and Frank were known, we went to high school together, and they were known for being on the opposite spectrum of uh, Scorpio. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. They were legendary as well, but. Very <laughs> legendary. legendary. In their own regard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was a kind of a locker room thing, locker room joke. We just teased them. Hey, it's just a little, you know, I mean, it's nice. all in good here come, fun. Here comes Tiny. <laughs> Here comes Skeeter. <laughs> Which is weird. That's exactly what my girlfriend says every time I come to bed. Huh? Hey oh. Yeah. She's like she's like, hey Here comes Skeeter. I'm like, yeah, you could you could stop calling me that now. I'm a, I'm quite fragile and I'm gonna go cry in the shower now. You're sensitive. I am. It's all right to be sensitive. Well, especially now? about especially about my little issue. Friend. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're not all, you know, not everybody can be blessed like Scorpio and me. 
<laughs> right. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So Rocky, what's your favorite Bobby story? I think we just told. I think I, think we, I told. That's you. it. That's it. <laughs> I mean, I think like get much what, better. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, that that's like the quintessential. That's Bobby Fish. Like that's you get, it. in in a, in a in a nutshell, I feel like in that story, you know, obviously like very funny dude. You know, I'll I'll put you over a little bit. Oh, you know? <laughs> very funny dude. You know, definitely the type of guy that like when you see him as well, you meet him. You know, he's great shape. Kicks people real hard, throws people in the hardest parts of the ring, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but but has an amazing amazing sense of humor and one of the funniest people backstage. You know, at, at that you enjoy. You know, like when you're on tour for four yeah. weeks and you're on that third week and you have one week left and you just so over it, right? You want to get mm. home and you want to you want to you know sleep in your bed. You want to be around your your significant others and uh you know bobby walks into the room and lights up the locker room and you know is talking about you know dick jokes and fart jokes and <laughs> what you know whatever is on his mind <laughs> and uh sounds about, sounds about right yeah and it's you could thought you know something completely from left field and you're like oh man and then your day completely is better from that moment on so i feel like you know having you know we were talking about it earlier but having you know having somebody like bobby in the locker room is is uh is important for morale for real like, wow. legit, legit. i'm blushing yeah you should be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so any promoters and whatnot out there you hear <laughs> uh, you need me in your locker room if for nothing like well beyond my years where i am capable of performing you still need me there like I, I still think you and Father Time have one more run. Yeah, you and Father Time have one more run. <laughs> one more. One more. One more. That's a T-shirt, bro. Bobby Fish. Yeah. One more run. One more run. Write that Whoa. down. Yeah, Frank, get on that. Write that down. That one and <laughs> and then uh, Bobby Fish, known for dick and fart jokes. <laughs> on the backside. Yeah. Yeah, talking to my dick. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's what we need. That's what we need. There you go. That's a t-shirt. Yeah, that's a t-shirt. That's your podcast art right there. You know, <laughs> when you show up on Spotify, you know, Bobby's face and he's talking to a dick, you know. <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, you know, Rock let out uh, in that in that uh, comment there. Um, he let the cat out of the bag a little bit in that. Like, <clears throat> I had a, a habit of uh, bumping people in the hardest part of the ring, um, <laughs> you know, and I was uh, well known for for being that guy. Um, <laughs> it's just again, it goes back to when you're on tour and you are, you're missing your family, you're missing, you, you know, home and the things that are comfortable and um, you're working, you know, at the end of the day, you forget that like, this is work too. And it, it's not easy on the body and you're sore and you have some days where you're just over it, you know, and you, you don't feel like, you know, the people that you're around get on your nerves, but at the same time, you know, these are the people that you're stuck with for how workers. Yeah. Um, 
and that kind of stuff happens. And some people you, you click with and, and others you don't, we, we ended up, um, in a scenario where we worked, you work a lot of the same people, um, you know, you, or, you know, not to be so inside baseball, you wrestle the same people and, um, you know, you'll cut it up afterwards and, and you talk and, and whatnot. And that was actually something that was said about me um, by a coworker uh, was that, um, yeah, he he was bumping me in the hardest part of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's just one of the ridiculous things that only exi- exist in like pro wrestling <laughs> where you can get away with criticizing somebody for that. Um, and the funniest part about it is too, is like the, the person who said it <laughs> was one of the stiffest bastards. <laughs> and he would light you up and then complain about, um you doing it to him meanwhile you weren't doing it to him um but you know without (laughs) name still still um a talented guy and a guy that i will uh i'll go out on the limb and say like despite those things like we we had chemistry and i think a lot of people had chemistry with uh with this person too you know and and his track record, I think, kind of proves it because he's he's worked a lot of places, continues to get work, and you know it's just funny. It's just you know it's it's anecdotal right, to be able right. to, to laugh. I think the other side of that too is probably he was feeling what we were feeling, and the fact of we were there, you know, after three weeks or whatever, and exhausted and tired, and was over it, and was just you know kind of just feeling like shit and complaining about the situation just, and and maybe just found a, you know, that was his outlet for that moment was to talk shit and say something, you know, which is under, I kind of like get, I get it now, like taking myself out of the, out of the situation. Like sometimes like, you know, you might say something stupid, you know, that you probably didn't even really mean at this point, you know, it's just like maybe the situation and, you know, being miserable in that moment just kind of came out, you know, kind of turned into a, you know, said something stupid, you know, yeah. asshole-ish, you know? Yeah. I think that, um, that is the case a lot of times, you know? Yeah. 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 Get deep, man. I know. I was about, <laughs> I was about to come out with it. Like it crossed my mind, but I'm thinking better of it now. Um, I was about to go real introspective and, and it was going to have a, a little bit of a religion attached to it. No, we, we can't go there. <laughs> it's I, not that type of podcast, right? <laughs> no. Called like, um, do, you, are you, do you guys know QAnon? Personally, I've no. Heard, no, I, mean, I, I don't know. It. I've, I've heard. I've seen a it. documentary about it. Right. I get accused of being that all the time. Why? Well, so part of it is uh, you remember (laughs) words, right? Drake Younger. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. So Drake's, um, you know, he's pretty upfront about his faith and his religion and whatnot. And for me, because uh, you know, I that's I'm I'm into that 
Um, I don't mind it. I think other people, it rubs the wrong way. Um, Drake is also like running for office in Florida. And um, anyway, Drake had come out at some point about human trafficking, which I think we can all agree because the three of you, I, I, I feel like I know you all well enough to know that like, you're not down with human trafficking. Of course. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's few <laughs> yeah. things that I can think of that are more evil in this world. Right. So Drake posted something about that and I reposted it or, or, you know, somehow showed support for it. Um, I've also at some point like donated to Drake's uh, campaign, you know, for no reason other than the fact that he's my friend. Right. We used to work together. Like I, you support your friends, you support, you know, what, anyway. Um, apparently there's some things tied up in the human trafficking, like the people that are against human trafficking that somehow are aligned with some things that are not necessarily positive, but somehow if you come out in support, um, it's like all or nothing. Like you can't be nuanced. You can't, you're either home team or away team. Gotcha. gotcha. You know, no, there's no, like, there's no middle ground. Or, yeah. yeah. And, and then somehow like I'm seeing these things that, and QAnon is the thing that it's Q A N O N. And I, th I think, Somehow, like, Trump supporters get wrapped up in that. Um, you're definitely a racist if you are one of them as well. So, like, somehow I was called, like, um, yeah, a, a racist. Uh, be all because I, I was against human trafficking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. Uh. We should probably move away from all that. <laughs> <laughs> So, Rocky, tell us about your podcast with the, the fellas. <laughs> oh, let's segue there. Uh, that is a heck of a segue. So, yeah, we got this. Uh, we got this little podcast called Talk and Shop, uh, Talk Shop podcast with Carl Anderson, uh, Doc Gallows, and myself. Uh, we're we, we're on a hiatus right now. We we just got tired of podcasting, as I'm sure you guys know, or you guys will find out in the next. Yeah, we don't. So. <laughs> podcasting is literally the hardest thing ever. And getting, in, every, <laughs> getting everybody to to sit down for a week is uh, can be hard, you know, every once a week or whatever it is. It's easy when we're on the road together. You know, that's, that's when it's fun. That's still a pain in the ass. But um, but yeah, so we just taken a break. We were, you know, the, the Good Brothers just finished their deal with Impact. And now they're working with, with New Japan and doing some indies and they're just kind of like, we just need a breather from everything. So, uh, so yeah, we put, we put it on hiatus, but, um, I think we'll be back before the end of the year, to be honest. That's like, yeah, deal. yeah. we've, we've already recorded a couple of uh, episodes. They're in the can, as they say. And, uh, yeah, I think we're going to load up a couple more. In your butt? That, uh, that, I think it just means like it's. On the drive somewhere, but yeah, but yes, could be, yeah, it could be the butt as well. Yes, maybe. <laughs> yeah, was, um, actually, uh, I texted with him earlier and he let me know, um, because he wasn't answering me, so I got impatient and then <laughs> let me know that it was six, it was uh, 6 a.m. in 
<laughs> well, he's in Japan right now. Yes. He, yeah. He yeah. he uh, he called it. Yeah. It, it was six a.m. in in the uh, the Orient. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he may or may not have been on a bender for a day as they were they landed in Japan and then went to the hotel, checked in, and then were immediately called to come back downstairs and bring everything because they had to leave immediately because a typhoon was going to land. So then they had to jump on a train and they were, they were like in the, in the South part, like Kyushu area. And they jumped on a, on a train to go back to Tokyo to avoid the typhoon as much as they could. So, God. so I think Gallo's just didn't know, you know, they were going to be off obviously for a couple of days because of the typhoon. So, um, you know, you know, it was a long travel day, I think for them, like 30 hour travel day or something, which sounds terrible. Yeah. It does. So, yeah. You you know, so knowing Gallo's, he probably just drank like, you know, (laughs) 25 beers or something to get through. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely Gallo's. (laughs) Sounds like fun. So they have up with impact yeah no they uh they wrapped up with impact yeah okay yeah so um so it has been opened back up um as far as people coming over um working a more regular schedule there sorry my dog is barking but uh but yes yes so new japan has uh has japan has opened up not for tourists yet. So if or if you want to be a tourist and you want to come over to Japan, you have to do it with a tour group and you can't like leave the tour group. You're just kind of with the tour group the whole time. So there's no independent tourists just yet. But I think that that's the next step and possibly by like January or so it could that could be a possibility. But yeah, as for wrestling, yeah, you know, there was a two year period where you almost couldn't, it was almost impossible to get visas or, or, you know, actually was impossible to get visas. And uh, so, you know, there wasn't any new fresh talent kind of coming in, but now that those days are behind us and you can get visas and, you know, people are starting to come over this year and it's, it's been really exciting to have the good brothers back, which is kind of wild because they were such a huge part and influence of, you know, kind of this, rebirth in new japan you know bullet club and you know i mean we were there for it you know we watched a lot of it and um obviously then when you know they they went to wwe with aj you know that was like a big moment and kind of important moment in in uh, independent wrestling outside of wwe and we saw mm-hmm. the ripple effect you know obviously affect you know new japan and ring of honor and uh and a lot of other companies so uh yeah that that was pretty cool that they were back in new japan and uh and doing some good business mm-hmm. yeah it was definitely a ripple effect uh, i think that's the perfect way to kind of um title it you know and to see because i remember going to we we had come home from a tour um and you know literally the shit had seemed to hit the fan um at the Tokyo Dome that year. Oh, yeah, we were all yeah. in that room. Yeah. I think Mania was in Dallas, I want to say. Uh, I remember being there, and that was, I think that was AJ's, or did AJ debut at the Royal Rumble? I don't remember what it was, but I know it all just kind of was happening, and it was. It was exactly that. It was the ripple effect, and I think that 
you know, New Japan was so hot at that time. Um, and then like NXT was starting to kind of catch fire. And then you have all this crossover. And, and these were guys that I think, you know, uh, mainstream wrestling fans figured like, okay, they're never going to, these are not, you had your WWE guys and then you had, you know, the independent guys, or you had the guys that were, you know, the ring of honor in Japan. Um, and then everything just went crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We were all, okay. So we were all in that, in a, in a Tokyo dome four way match, right? It was, mm-hmm. I think it was red dragon, uh, forever hooligans i guess yeah it would have been forever hooligans bucks the bucks and seidel and yeah. ricochet i want to say yeah. or was it she- or was it shelly and Kushida? maybe i, I think it was i think i want to i want to say it was ricochet and seidel but um but uh yeah so we were all back there we were making the match right you know this is like a, t- a day before the tokyo dome and i knew what was going to happen because you know like obviously like Carl and 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 Gallows are, are were really tight, and they had kind of told me that you know the night before, like well, you know, hey, we're gonna we're gonna talk to to the boss man and let him know that uh, that we're out of here, you know, and AJ's AJ's going, and and we're gonna leave right after him. So like, the so they told that, trailer? what's that? They told Ray Trailer. Yes, <laughs> Ray Trailer, the, the <laughs> boss man, <laughs> was back there, and. Uh, <laughs> and uh and uh so we were all trying to make the match but like i remember the bucks and 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 i were like invested in these two you know like trying to make the match but also like really trying to watch like what was going to happen in this whole conversation you know when they 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 broke the news to to gato that uh you know they were leaving this was you know they're on their way out so uh you know we kind of watched the whole thing and and that was also the the day that we saw like literally I saw Gato like, Oh shit, you guys are leaving AJ leaving. He's like, Oh man. You know, he's like totally feeling it. And then he kind of scans the room and then he just sees Kenny. And then it's like, okay, AJ's out. And I, you can see it in his face. He just locked eyes on Kenny. He was like, okay, Kenny's the guy now, you know, it was like, uh, all this kind of happened all at the same time. It was, it was pretty cool. And, uh, kind of interesting, you know, kind of what happened after that. Cause AJ was out bullet club. Gallows and Anderson left, Shinsuke left. And yeah. then it was like the, literally the next night after the, the Tokyo Dome was the big, you know, angle where, you know, Omega lifts up AJ and then drops him on his head, yeah. you know, and then now, you know, Kenny takes over the Bullet Club and then you see the rise of, you know, Omega's yeah. Bullet Club or whatever. So, um, so yeah, just pretty crazy. Yeah. Crazy time. It's interesting for me to just hear it. Um, from you in this respect because at that time you know kyle and i were still relatively new there so we were a little bit ignorant to like the what was going on you know and we got kind of the surface level of of everything but to hear you now um you know talk about gato scanning the room and like picking guy and and that kind of stuff and we've seen how it's played out now but at that time you know i was just (laughs) happy to be there you know like i i didn't know yeah happening although i could see like oh okay things are changing but that's cool that's really cool yeah it was a super crazy moment and uh 
It's crazy because I think obviously like to see where the business is now and, you know, obviously like, you know, the formation of AEW in the last couple of years and where it is and, you know, where WWE is and especially now like what's going on with Vince being out and Triple H is in and I feel like the next like two years of wrestling is going to be pretty wild, I feel like, you know, because there's definitely going to increase, I think, the competition because obviously like Triple H and, you know, like, you know, Stephanie and, and they, they need to kind of like make their WWE now and their mm-hmm. presence, you know, and then, you know, obviously Tony Khan and AEW are, are still, you know, working on making what AEW is going to be. So now right. there's, I feel like definitely uh, there's going to be like, you know, some major competition between both companies and kind of to see, just to go back and wrap it all up was just to kind of see like, that was still, I think, ripple effects of kind of what was going on, you know, like, you know, AJ leaving and, and, uh, Dallas and Anderson leaving, Shinsuke leaving to kind of see like, you know, they became really huge stars in WWE, you know, there's the rise of Kenny and the Bucks, you know, they became big stars. You guys, you know, left New Japan later, became, you know, big stars in NXT and, you know, and like, then went to AEW and it's kind of like all this stuff kind of like happens, but I feel like when they do the documentary, bro, and they do the, uh, the WCW version of all this, you know, like, uh, it, it'll all be connected. And it kind of like starts with, from like some of these little seedlings, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's pretty crazy to think how much has changed from then to now. Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard to even think like, especially a guy like AJ, uh, he's done so much and he does so much every place that he's been like think about the amount of, if you were to write a book on AJ Styles the the number of chapters alone that would be in that book I mean you go all the way back to Ring of Honor and then TNA New Japan and then um, it just you know he's he's had what could be broken up into like three people's careers right you know it's pretty amazing and that's another one father time has been good to him too man (laughs) real good to him yes well mrs fish came into the room guys so um (laughs) applause (laughs) she said thank you (laughs) we ain't the plays we ain't the plays Yeah. So, well, where to now, Frank? Well, we can talk about. Um... Wait, okay, Frank, we missed it. We missed it before, and I had mentioned it to you, and you had brought up Virgil. I think you were, I think you were serving me up a softball, but I, I was, I was. I so, Rocky, we was. were, we Let were watching. Some, we were hold on. We were watching some uh, clips on YouTube of you and Doc had. Um, Shane Helms on, and that's where the Virgil reference came from. But I can't remember what he said. He said something along the lines of, we all need a little Virgil in us, around us, or something like that. No, and we it, laughed. We laughed for, my God, I, I met, hours. I think it had I to met, do with small I, doses of Virgil or having, an, I, just, oh, or having enough of Virgil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what it was. What, baby? <laughs> That's <laughs> I think Bobby just called me baby. I'm so confused right now. <laughs> That's what I do, baby. 
Uh, I love that your guys' podcast is as much of a shit show as ours. Point down, point down. Guys, that was just telling me to get rid of the gum. <laughs> there goes the gum. Uh, Listen, she makes me a better me, guys. That's 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 good partner. But I got it. I got it's gonna drive me crazy. Helms said something about Virgil, and it was yeah, I think it was Virgil and small doses, right? Yes, something (laughs) small doses. You can only, yeah, I don't remember what it was, but I will go back and we'll release a t shirt next. (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely a t shirt, yeah. Your guys' merch game is just on point. I love it. It is. <laughs> we have no idea what the t-shirt's going to say, but we're advertising it before we even know what it's going to say. I think it should say something about a little bit of Virgil goes a long way. Yes, that's what it was. A little bit of Virgil goes a long way. Yeah. Ironically, we have it in a... All you had to do is I just well I I just went back in our group text and just looked it up. So there we I, did, I, did, I did the same. <laughs> you imagine somebody saying that about you? A little bit of rock, <laughs> long way. <laughs> That's cover uh, <laughs> brutal. You know what I mean? Like I. <laughs> well, Shane telling the story though. He was on point, like, man, enough of Virgil. I've had, I've had enough of him. I'm going to go to Waffle House, eat some waffles, call it a day. Yeah, he said a little bit of Virgil. We filmed those talking shop uh, pay-per-views at Gala's house. That's where, yeah. that's where we hung out with Virgil for, like, the whole day. And they were oh. wild. They were, they were the most fun, I think, wrestling stuff I've ever done. because Really? Yeah. Just because wow, it was, round rock. dude, it was really fun because, you know, it, it was it was all our production, us just throwing shit together, throwing shit at the wall, and just kind of like everybody just having like zero pressure, you know, like right. it, it the whole th- you know the whole idea of being the worst pay per view ever, so you're literally trying to make things bad, you know, so like the 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 bar is set so fucking low that it, it didn't yeah. matter, you know, and then you're, and then. You know, people be like, was that all right? I'm like, yes, that was all right. It was awful. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so it was literally the most fun. Like, I would love to do a third one if we ever get the chance to do one. But like, yeah, like, and I want, I, I ever, I want all my friends to be a part of it. Like, it would be some really bad shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. It was you know, and it's really kind of crazy to think that you guys put something like that together and it was like, let's make it, let's see how bad we can make it. And yet you then juxtaposition that with like some of those Tokyo Dome shows. Um, I've told um, this a few times. I can remember vividly being so nervous going into one of those Tokyo Dome shows where like, I remember uh, I saw the exit sign and I just remember having the thought to myself, because I had heard Brendan Schaub talk about this, about his UFC career. And it was like, I don't have to go out there. Like, I can leave. I can just go home. <laughs> yeah, I, I, can, I can just leave. Nobody is holding a gun to my head. Like, my career will, you know, for all intents and purposes, be over. But, like, I can alleviate <laughs> all of this pressure I'm putting myself by just not going out there 
Were you what were you like a very nervous type? I never felt like you were super nervous when No, I controlled it well, but it, it was I think it was just one of those reoccurring thoughts that I always had because I would, you know, and even like NXT or Ring of Honor, it was everywhere that I've ever been. Like I, the nerves and it kind of ramps up as you get closer. And then that was just the reoccurring thought I would have all the time was like, well, I don't have to go. <laughs> but you just left. <laughs> like, yeah. There's some like, like said. dimension where Bobby just literally walked out of that door and just, yeah. <laughs> we never I mean, saw him again. career, but I do remember that. I think it was the first Tokyo Dome show that I did. Um, and I, I just remember, yeah, just feeling that, like, because I had heard Brendan Schaub say it, and then I was like, whoa, I'm experiencing the same thing right now. <laughs> I, <laughs> obviously, I didn't, but you know, we'll see. Next time, I will. <laughs> <laughs> A smarter man would, you know. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. You know, Rocky's uh, merch game is on there on point, too. He's got his own website with at least, I don't know, 5,000 pieces of merchandise. I'm looking at right now. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Rocky Rocky, Mer- you yeah, dot com. You can get a small oh, mug. Like, look at this mug. Look, look at that. What's in that mug? Whiskey? Uh, just, yeah, straight vodka. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh you know, I was—I knew I was going to talk to you, so I had to be a little lit, you know. Yeah, I love uh, <laughs> and protein powder. Yeah. Nice. nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, merch.com You can find all, you know, of course, Rockermero stuff, Rockermero merch, and uh, Chico El Luchador merch as well. And uh, and then me and my wife, we just recently were working on a little side project. It's called La Magistral, which is like a beautiful Ooh. little pinning combination, you know? And uh, oh. it's kind of like Lucha Libre inspired artwork and stuff like that. So we, you know, oh, it nice. didn't really fit the brand of, of Rocky Romero. And, you know, sometimes I have these ideas. I'm like, oh, that'd be really cool. Like you guys, yeah. I'd like to put that on a shirt, you know? So it didn't really sure. fit the Rocky Romero brand. So we, we created another brand that's on the website so that we could, uh, you know, play with, uh, you know, no, sell different types of here. Your wife is an artist, yeah? She is not an artist, but she uh, she worked. So she went to school for fashion and business. So, yes. Yeah. So she uh, she's been helpful with the branding parts and kind of like uh, kind of getting it all wrapped up and presenting it to the world, you know. So, yeah, check okay. it out. La Mahistral at RockyRomeroMerch.com. Yeah, check it out right now. It's pretty cool. It's cool, right? Very cool. Some cool pieces. Yeah. Definitely worth checking out. I'll have to go there. Yeah. I'm there now. <laughs> you seem excited. I am. You can't tell if I'm excited. <laughs> well, Let's see how excited he is if he puts an order in. <laughs> if you want to go to Rocky Romero merch right now. Um, or, well, Rocky Romero merch.com. Not right now. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky Romero merch right now. <laughs> That's the website. You have to be very specific when you say uh, stuff because some people are a little bit slower and they will type 
right now and be like, it didn't work. Bullshit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you yeah. can follow me on Twitter and I, I'll post about it every once in a while. So, How's yeah. your aloe plant game? Is it on point? Bobby and his wife have a pretty good aloe plant game. Uh, <laughs> it, I mean, exceptional aloe plant game. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're sitting down, so I'm gonna, I'll hit. I'll just hit you with it. Uh, Great. You ready? Um, you had me at LO. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Rocky. That's wow. gonna be a T-shirt too. Wow. And on the back, it's gonna say "Talking to my dick." It's weird. That, but- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> Bumper stickers, toothbrushes. Nice. Nice. All the no, goods. My, yeah, we've got we've got a snake plant and a couple of succulents. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's what we're working with over here. Mm. The Romero household. Succulents sounds X-rated. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to my succulent. That's what I'm gonna go after, though. The plant that's crowd, you know. <laughs> Talking to my succulent. Uh, wasn't that Little Shop of Horrors a succulent? No. The Venus flytrap. Venus flytrap, yeah. Venus de Milo. Remember her? No. No. I, no. I've heard the I've heard the name. I'll give you that. Venus de Milo. It was um, Jim Carrey on In oh, Living. Oh right, yeah, yeah. The yeah. bodybuilder chick. Right, the bodybuilder. You know what made me think of that <laughs> was somebody was talking about um, the uh, uh, what's the jujitsu tournament that just went went on the a. ADCs, uh, oh, but somebody yeah. was talking about Gabby ADCC. Garcia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and somebody's talking about uh, Gabby Garcia. That the you know kind of sturdy. Um, I haven't seen her name in a while. Yeah, it was a big deal there for a minute. Like, yeah, in Japan and stuff. Yeah, Bef- yeah. Before we get torn apart, though, Venus de Milo is an ancient Greek sculpture that was created. Uh, about 150 to 125 BC. Okay. Yeah. The, I do know. I do. Podcast. Holy I'm like, I don't know if that's right. Cause I do remember the Jim Carrey and living color uh, yeah. character, which was, too. was it uh, name Vera DeMila? I think it was uh, there. Yeah. Maybe it Jim, was Vera DeMila. Vagina. <laughs> Could be close to that. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Hang on. Fingers are typing. Mm. Mm. Yeah, talk about yourselves while I Google. So, Rock, um, what's happening with the uh, masked luchador? Um, what is his, uh, what, 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 what's his Chico name? Luchador? Chico El Luchador. Yeah. What's is his, uh, is, do you know how to get in touch to book him? Well, how do we book Chica El Luchador? Well, yeah, I could put you in touch with them, you know? Okay. I I mean, well, I'm kind of his intermediary, you know? Okay. Well, Frank has, um, a birthday party that he was looking to book. Oh, uh, nice. Oh, and, um, Chica does birthdays and bar mitzvahs. But, uh, Sex Ferguson? Sex Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> well, if there was any sort of uh, dual booking. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. We asking for a friend. My friend yeah. is friend. 
you see him as Frank. Yeah, yeah, we can make that happen, Frank. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. I'll put you in touch with them. You know, big kids party. Oh yeah, no problem. Yeah, they do. They do. They do stuff for the kids. You know. I, 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 <laughs> uh, last time I, last time I knew, um, sex couldn't be within uh, five hundred feet. Right. Of a school. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All of that sounds pretty good. Pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah, but he's good with kids. He's good with kids, though. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing was proven. Nothing was proven. Uh, so Jason. Virgil, huh? Virgil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it was Vera DeMilo, was the Jim Carrey. Okay. See? See? Where are you there, Bobby? I knew I was right. You were close. Yeah. Yep. Concussions, nothing. <laughs> you know, it's like I remember those names, but yet I didn't do real good on the SATs. I think we you know? talked about that, though. We, you were under a lot of pressure. You had a football game that day. <laughs> <laughs> but yet somehow I remember the name Vera DeMilo. For what? I don't know. Well, I don't know. there should have been in living color questions on the goddamn SATs is what we're... That's... <laughs> Stuff we were really going to use in life, like on this podcast. Right. Yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty accurate. Aside from your uh, merch, what else you got going on there, Rocky? Yeah, so um, New Japan Strong you know, big part of that and, and, uh, kind of the next generation of wrestlers in, uh, in new Japan. So, uh, yeah, we've got, you know, we take, what is, this, what strong. is new, new Japan strong is a show, a one hour show that we created for new Japan world and fight TV we created during the pandemic. And it is, uh, you know, when, when everybody was kind of, uh, couldn't head back over to Japan, you know, and we had like, you know, 15 to 18 wrestlers kind of stuck in, in the States and couldn't go back and forth. We were like, well, what can we do? We created this show called New Japan Strong and created content for New Japan World. And uh, so, yeah, it's like, a, it's basically like a studio-esque type wrestling show, but with like New Japan style wrestling. So studio-esque, you talking like, um, like mid-Atlantic type? Yeah. Days. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh. Simple storylines, you know, uh, you know, interviews and stuff and, you know, just okay. kind of, straightforward, straightforward wrestling, yeah. wrestling. Correct. Correct. I mean, I'll be honest, man. That's the stuff I, you know, I got, I got WWF and that was cool. You know, I was a Hulkamaniac and all that stuff, but, um, the studio shows that came on, it was NWA at the time. And I, I didn't know what Mid-Atlantic or any of that stuff was, but it, it's what would go on to become WCW. Um, but it was that NWA, like Jim Crockett promotions stuff that just captivated me. I, I, I don't know. And it was, it was exactly that. It was in a package that was straightforward and the delivery was not confusing in any way. Right. Um, I don't know. I think that's some of the best stuff you can have, you know, 
Um, so if I tune into New Japan Strong, am I going to see any of the uh, the stars from New Japan? Like, am I going to see some of the yeah. Japanese boys wrestling yeah. here? Yeah, or exactly. So like, yeah, so like October 16th, we have a taping here in LA and um, got Minoru Suzuki on it, Hiroshi Tanahashi, uh, Jay White, myself. No, actually, I'm not booked on the show. Actually, I lied. But um, uh, yeah, so yeah, so yeah, we definitely have uh, st- Japanese stars that come over, and of course, like you know, the American guys that wrestle for New Japan, and, uh, and you know, Osprey co- will come and drop in quite a bit. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a cool show, and you know, based off of that, you know, we're also doing these uh, pay per views uh, all over the states as well. So we've got an, our next kind of big pay-per-view is October 27th, which is a Thursday. It's like a Halloween show. And then October 28th is kind of the main show. And uh, those are in New York city. So if you want to check it out, go to njpw1972.com or you can go to fight TV and pick up the bundle and you can watch both nights. Don't be cheap by the bundle. Yeah. By the bundle, 29.99. Right. That's like the ESPN Disney plus Hulu bundle that exactly. I just own. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. But better, more bang for your buck here with this one. Um, more bang for your buck. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Matt. There's, no, there's, there's no bang for your buck on Disney plus. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> Cause it's Disney. Right. right. Yeah. Well, speaking of Matt and Nick Jackson, No. How are they? A couple of good lads. Uh, Great which lads, yeah. We traveled up and down the uh, the Japanese roads with um, definitely two guys that uh, brightened up tours uh, for sure. I mean, what a what a I, 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 at the risk of going back to the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> It all comes back. What a good crew, man. We yes. had good crew. It pains me to say this, but like your partner, Greg, you know, another good uh, good egg to have around. Yeah, a.k.a. Sue's son, a.k.a. Trent Beretta. Yeah. Son of Sue. Son of Sue. It's a good kid. It's a good kid. Yeah. Good, good, good. Oh, we did. We had a good crew. Yeah, yeah. good crew. I miss those days, but uh... I don't. <laughs> <laughs> a fun couple of years. Ago. Yeah, good Just times. Though. Straight at you know, straight as can be. Let's get right to the point. No bullshit. Dennis, what happened? I don't know. He seemed like. <laughs> attention and I'm oh, like, I, got, I just put the yankee game on in, in the yeah. studio so i was why i was I, I turned to look at the yankee game for a minute but you're just turning to look at the wall yeah, no and <laughs> oh, i mean hey to each is i should uh, i should head out i got a meeting right now i'm late for it, you just looked at your wrist like yeah. <laughs> i saw that it was like i gotta go <laughs> yeah i guess i want to see that time <laughs> <laughs> Well then, Rocky Romero, thank you for joining us on this unpredictable, wacky, wild podcast we call the yeah. Other Spirit Podcast. He saved the day. My pleasure. Day. 
he was booked regardless at some point. Just had that little fast. He was supposed to be on next week, and I had to call the audible. That's a good quarterback, though. Yeah, but Brock was there, clutch, just like, yeah, you need me a week earlier? I'm your guy. Throw me the ball, Bobby. Yeah. Here we go. How about the balls? More than one. (laughs) Oh, boy. Throw throw them all my way. Here we go. (laughs) On that note, thank you, Rocky. (laughs) See you guys. Thanks for having me.